I was listening to some of the uh, some of the recordings of this. Only like three seconds because it weirds me out to hear myself. <laughs> yeah. um, but I don't know if this is true or not. But I feel like I sound a lot like Brendan. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, is that maybe a like if bit. we were both talking on the mic and you didn't know us? I feel like you'd probably mix up who's talking. I guess maybe sometimes, yeah. I don't know. That was my takeaway. Of course, you know, your voice in your head sounds different than your recorded voice, so it's always hard to tell what's going on. Basically, the whole time I was like, oh, that's me. <laughs> who's, who's talking now? Oh, me. Right. That's <laughs> what I sound like. get in this podcast? Yeah, oh, yeah exactly. <laughs> no, that was me. Hey everybody, welcome to Expanding Horizons episode 4. This is our February episode. With me this week, I have my friends here, Abe. Toast. Toast. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we have Caleb here as well. That's, that's me. That's you, and I am Alex. Um, this month we read an autobiography by Simon Pegg entitled Nerd Do Well. Uh, Simon Pegg is probably a household name. You've probably seen him in movies. Um, he's in Star Trek. He's in Shaun of the Dead. He's in like a whole bunch of cult classics. Also Mission um, Impossible. Mission Impossible, yeah. That's another <laughs> Not exactly a cult classic, but yeah. Yeah, he's in a bunch of like really high-budget action movies and then also like smaller cult classic dark comedies slash just straight films. comedies. Edgar Wright films, sure. <laughs> Um, so yeah, this is his autobiography about his life. It it focuses a lot on his early life and how he was raised and how he came to like the things that he likes and, you know, pursue the things he pursues. Um, and unique to this, to this autobiography, there's also like a fiction story that runs parallel to the main nonfiction autobiography. So, you know, following on with last month of reading books that have, you know, parallel storylines. We're continuing with that with this month. So uh, first of all, what did you guys think of the the book? I, I, we don't ever really read autobiographies, right? This is the first one I've ever read. The first one you've ever read? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I've ever really ventured into the the category before. Yeah, it's um a unique thing. Autobiography specifically, not just regular biography. I think I've read biographies in school, but I don't think I've ever read either. I don't think I've ever read an autobiography. So what do you guys think of uh of the book, of the experience? I don't know that I'm an autobiography guy. Yeah. Because it was very okay. Not, yeah. Not I a lot it. stuck with me. I mean, it was kind of interesting because it's someone's, someone that I like watching and it's about their life. And so that's slightly interesting. But overall, meh. Yeah. I was, I was kind of on the fence of like, 
it, it's interesting to hear about his about his experiences and to get that from his lens like what he what he thinks about how his life went um but yeah i i you know i wasn't like excited to come back to it every time i was just i was just sort of all right you know i'm gonna read this because you know we're doing this thing so exactly i didn't necessarily want to stop but it wasn't like pulling me back i guess for sure um yeah i kind of felt the same um i never i I don't think it ever got like which which says something i don't think it ever got as uh slow as certain parts of beekeeper for me Hmm. so there were definitely parts of beekeeper that i was more bored by but at the same time this wasn't like a you know, a hot page turner, I don't think. Yeah, and I think, I don't know if it's just because it's, it's you know, he's he's talking about his life story, essentially, and you're not really following a, any sort of, like, character arc or anything. Right. Um, And you kind of know the end, right? Because he's yeah. a famous actor. I did, mm-hmm. I did think it was fairly consistently funny. Like, I thought yeah. he, his comedy was definitely coming through. Yep. I did enjoy that about it. Especially in the in the fiction parts, yeah, they just were kind of absurd on on purpose and right. I can only explicitly remember once thinking, "Oh, great, I get to read this again," and it was because I had stopped right before a fiction part, which okay. was my favorite parts of the book. So yeah. I picked it up and I was like, "Yeah, that's the only time I remember doing that." <laughs> uh, some things that stood out to me about the book, he goes to say a lot in the beginning about how he thinks writing an autobiography is weird yeah, and that people have to be like kind of a narcissist to do it. And then he goes and does it. So (laughs) I didn't really understand where he was coming from with that. Yeah. It felt Um, very stream of consciousness. Like um, I'm writing this to figure out kind of what it's all about. And also you're probably reading it just to see what it's all about. Right. Not the whole book felt that way, almost the entirety of it. And I, th- I thought that that idea of the type of person that writes an autobiography that he wrote about, I thought that before I started reading it, like when the category was chosen, I was like, I don't know about an autobiography, like the type of person that would have to sit down and write their life story, expecting people to want to like listen to it or read it. Right. Has to be the type of person that I don't probably want to listen to them. <laughs> like so I don't I don't know that was, that's was very strange to me that he then called that out and then proceeded to just go along with it anyway. Um the other thing about the book was I think I think it was like I don't know if this is just me being prude or something, but it was like really vulgar a lot of times for like no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Like super vulgar, like over the top. Uh, and it was to the point where it was just kind of awkward for me, certain parts. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Like it was just like, it was always stuff about, you know, his, his genitalia, like constantly. Right. And uh, just sex jokes all over the place. 
Yeah, I think that if if there's one thing that sort of wore on me as I got to the to the end of the book, it's definitely that. Yep. Um, and then it's it's like one of those things where I feel like I can't listen to it except in my headphones. <laughs> um, yeah. Like listen to the audiobook except in my headphones. Right. Um, so like that, that is a little weird. That that type of content in moderation, I think, is really funny, but. I felt like it was used way, way too much. There's a lot of it. Yeah. And that didn't seem like uh, to match up with his comedic style, like in movies and stuff like that. Right. There's not a ton of that usually. And at least his, you know, kind of cult classic movies. Yeah. And his like comedy Mm -hmm. movies like Shaun of the Dead and... uh, even like spaced, I, I'm glad they brought up spaced in the book because that's uh, a really good show, and not many people know about it. Yeah, uh, I watched it. Yeah, I'd never seen it. The only stuff of his I've seen are um, I saw Shaun of the Dead one time, and I've seen Hot Fuzz a couple times. Yeah, yeah, both super good. Like, yeah, they are. And World's End is pretty decent too. Yeah, World's, World's End. Is... I don't remember exactly the name of it. The World's End? One of Maybe those. The World's End. Yeah, because I think that's the name of a bar. Um, yeah, I would agree. Like the, Those movies are all super funny, and I don't think the same type of humor was really on display here. Right. I think it maybe was in the fiction portions. But maybe not in the rest. Yeah. Um, so, in terms of the specific like writing of the book like it did kind of seem like he was writing it himself it's not like a ghostwriter i didn't actually look up to see if anything like that happened but the actual writing does kind of sound sound like his voice i think so yeah yeah what do you guys think of like the the style of writing like i easy, don't know difficult, like the i don't know that i liked it much because he I think Abe kind of hit the nail on the head with stream of consciousness kind of writing because it felt like he was talking about something and then suddenly would just jump to something entirely different for like a couple pages. And then he's just instantly back to what he was talking about. And I didn't know usually the point of the kind of tangent he took. Yeah. He's kind of all over the place. um, Writing about, you know, this experience and then that makes me think of something else and then brings me back to the first thing. Yeah, I, I kind of saw that too. I, the other thing I saw was um, specifically in like the comedic writing, it would hit what I would think would be like a punchline and then it would just like go a few more sentences than I would expect <laughs> it to. <laughs> yeah. And it would it would kind of wear a little bit. Huh. I don't know. At least that's what I was seeing. I think the fiction parts were my favorite part. I, I like that he sprinkled them in because it like probably one of the few things that made me actually want to keep coming back to read it. Yeah. So otherwise I, think I would that, just been like, eh. I think that that little thing would make like a cool little short story. Yeah. Just on its own. Right. Um, it's, I mean, it's completely absurd. It's, it's yeah. He's basically like a superhero spy and he's like jet setting all around the world. And it's, and he names the character after himself. He is Simon Pegg. Yeah, it's as if he's a 
is it it's as if he's a James Bond um I don't cross with I don't know. I don't know who else he'd cross him with. Mm-hmm. Very Bond like He has C3PO with him essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Like his robot companion. Um who's like way more lifelike than you would expect. And then there's like the the damsel that's the love interest. Who's like basically Black Cat, I think. Yeah. Yep. Because she's like a vigilant, or she's not a vigilante. She's a uh, thief. A thief. And she's like on the wrong side of the law, but then like, is she really? And then she helps him. And they have like a will they, won't they thing going on. <laughs> no, it's just a will they. Yeah, it's just, it's just a when, <laughs> when will, will they. they. Yeah. When will they? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. And then like that character is actually like related to a person he brings up in the nonfiction section. Right. She shares a name with a girl that was one of his first romantic interests in his young life. Um, oh yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. The, uh, the French, uh, foreign exchange student, right? Right. That, you know, they kind of had like a, a summer together where they weren't really dating, but they hung out all the time. He liked her, she liked somebody else. Yeah. His first kind of experience with like heartache. That's that's really the crux of the the whole book though, is like his very young years, like his ex- first couple of romantic experiences. His right. first few experiences with like sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think the interesting um the interesting part from his early years is is his development like the development of his comedy i guess from the point where he's really young telling jokes in the bingo hall um and then sort of um growing in that where he has to he he was allowed to tell jokes in the front of his class before class every morning um moving on to theater yeah the teacher like realized i was a good like outlet for for his like rambunctiousness i guess let's just yeah. like let him tell a joke like and he can prepare it and everything and then yeah the theater was a big part with him and his mom was really invested in the, in the like community theater and i believe what happened with his birth father did he leave in the beginning or did he pass away? I don't know. Oh, he was a he... musician and then he and then he they they separated. Yeah. Right. But like very young. Right. It seemed and like then teen, his stepfather maybe was around. Teens or earlier a little bit earlier than teens. Really? Yeah, I, think right? was, I think it was earlier. I, I wanna say he was like like seven or something. Oh that early. I thought, okay. I thought it was pretty like, early too, because he takes his, before his stepfather's 10. name. That's true. His, yeah, yeah. His stepfather's last name is Peg, and that's right. what we know him as. Maybe it was a little earlier than I was thinking. Yeah, which I found really interesting in terms of like his development as a person. Like he basically identifies it with his stepfather a lot more than he does with his birth father. Yeah, he's more friends with his birth father than he is son to him. But yeah, the development of his comedy. He talks a lot about Star Wars throughout the book. Yeah. It's like a big influence in his life. He talks about how big it is in space, and I haven't seen space, but that seems interesting that that had such a big impact on that one show. 
Yeah. I I like hearing people's opinions on Star Wars. So reading <laughs> reading the stuff about Star Wars that he wrote, like <laughs> and basically like the reasons why the original trilogy he considers so much better, like the cultural impact and like the the uh what's the word I'm looking for? Like the how society was when they came out and how they reflected that. Yeah, I think that stuff was really interesting. Because the first book was almost like a shift in the culture. This caused such a big impact, right? Yeah, pretty much. And then he just like was talking about how the prequels didn't didn't line up with with society and like the culture of the time the way the original trilogy did. Which is like way more interesting to talk about than just saying like, oh, those movies are bad. Yeah. <laughs> the original ones are so much better. That was probably the most interesting part of the his life sections. The Star Wars? Yeah, the Star Wars stuff. Probably the most interesting. Yeah. I I thought I, I liked his anecdotal story about um how his stepfather was going to take him to or he was excited to go to like some amusement park or something or some fair yeah and he's like well how about like would you rather go to the fair or would you rather go to this really cool movie called Raiders of the Lost Ark yeah <laughs> um and then he went to see that he views that as like a turning point in his life and that if he wouldn't have Agreed to go, like everything would have been different. Um, I don't do so. Do autobiographies have theme? <laughs> I think I think this one does, as much as it's just like a story of his life. Yeah, it was he? Like, he was like driving to a point, right? At at some he, points, I I don't. I wish uh, I wish there was more of it. I want to say, right. Um, but I feel like he, I feel like he kept coming back, back to this idea about like fate right. and about having yeah. this time machine and like if he could go back and tell younger him what was going to happen. Um, and you know, like how did I get to the point where I'm the one in Star Trek now and stuff like that? Yeah, he he actually he used the word circularity like all the time. Yeah, he did. Um, so I, he was really trying to drive home like the stuff that happens in the past and, and how that affects the present and like how it mirrors it essentially and time, time is a flat circle. It doesn't exist now, you know, whatever, <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought, you know, even though it's just a story of his life, that's definitely like he was trying to say something with it also. Yeah, so um, I know this is a kind of short discussion, but I don't feel like we have a ton more to talk about. There's not like specific characters or their motivations. There's not like a ton of like plot to discuss. It's mostly just a guy telling a story about his life. Um, yeah, and the setting's not very interesting. It's just England, right? <laughs> settings, <laughs> just England, sure. Um, but yeah, do you guys have 
any closing thoughts on on the book did you enjoy reading it or would you pick up another autobiography in the future that sort of thing <laughs> i mean i don't know i guess i guess i might lean more toward just straight up biographies written by i don't want to say people that know what they're doing but kind of that <laughs> um people whose profession it is to write yeah right and 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 like it was it was interesting to read about his like childhood and stuff to an extent but um you know certain parts of it did wear on me after a while and it was sort of a meandering train of thought um a lot of times where you'd be jumping back and forth in time and you know for the most part he's walking you through as he's getting older but sometimes you're jumping back um when he's younger and then jumping forward to when he's an adult um so i think you know parts of it were interesting to read and there were little tidbits here and there we're like oh that's how you that's how you met nick frost interesting and um you know, you had this back and forth was back back and forth with these directors that you grew up sort of idolizing, um, and I I thought his his little musings on you know how did I end up here like like how did fate get me here essentially and um, I I definitely. I definitely can uh sympathize I guess with the with the idea of of thinking about going back in time and and talking to your younger self because that's something I've thought about before like you know even if I could just go back to college or whatever um and give myself advice or talk about you know what the future's like um I definitely have thought about that so I so I that resonated with me a little bit where I can see him you know, sort of living out his dream where he's in Star Trek, he's in Star Wars, he's in, you know, Mission Impossible, all these crazy movies and um, meeting people that he never dreamed of meeting as a kid. I can see how that would be a little bit shocking and cool. Yeah, there are definitely interesting parts in it, but I think he's, he's written a bunch of movies, right? And I think that comes out in the fiction portion because it does feel like a movie. But the rest of it is just him writing about himself, and it doesn't doesn't flow very well. Not the easiest to read. I get lost sometimes in what age he is because he jumps back and forth so much in some sections. Mm-hmm. And I find that very frustrating. But yeah, that's that's kind of uh, understandable considering in the beginning of the book he states like he's uncomfortable writing about himself. Right. You can kind of you can kind of see that in the style that comes out as. Um, but yeah, I kind of would agree with those issues overall though. I think, um, I'm probably not going to go pick up another autobiography, but yeah, same I, I probably, I think this one, because of the person who it was, it kind of kept my attention. Uh, if it was somebody I was less inclined to like learn about then yeah. i think and it was written the same i think it would have had way less impact but um 
as it stands, I think I had an all right time with it. If it was someone any less interesting or that I find interesting, or the book was written without those fiction parts, I would not enjoy it at all, probably. Understandable. So yeah, I think just barely, I think I would still give this a thumbs up. What do you guys think? I know. I'm like, in the, I'm like solidly the middle. Yeah, um, middle. Yeah, it's so... Um, I don't have a middle I, thumb emoji. I know, so. I know. Um, if I had read another autobiography, I would know whether or not I would give it a thumbs up or thumbs down. But because I haven't read another one, it. I don't know that I, I would... Yeah, I I feel I like think based from... on your discussion, Caleb, I I was getting definite thumbs down vibes from it how you talked like about it. Feels like a thumbs down, but he gives the fiction a thumbs up and the other stuff a thumbs down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I I think I'd probably go similar to Alex. I would say, given. You know, given my interests, given the that I'm also a nerd and like nerdy things, I guess I'd give this a thumb up because, man, it's even hard to justify that. I, <laughs> so, it, you know, it's enjoyable to read. I thought it was I thought it was funny um, in, in parts, and I do enjoy listening to Britishisms. So hearing some Britishisms is always nice, you know. It makes me feel good inside. Um, and, you know, there was enough things sprinkled in that I was interested in that um, I think I overall, I would say I overall enjoyed it. I know it's lower on, the, it would be lower on the scale for sure than other stuff, but I think I think I would give it the thumbs up. Okay, that was a... Very roundabout way of saying. Very caveated. <laughs> this is the way I talk. Extremely... There are lots of caveats in everything that I say. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So there you go. That's our very firm rating of this book. <laughs> a big thumbs up, a kind of thumbs down, and a kind of thumbs up. There you go. Maybe not a big thumbs up, just a That's thumbs up. That's not even a big thumbs up. That's like Regular. a small thumbs up. Use small. just a small thumbs up. <laughs> I don't have different size thumbs, guys. <laughs> and you just put it out a little less, you know? Oh, my gosh. Well, no, the left okay. thumb is half half, half length. <laughs> so, um, that is our discussion on Nerd Duel. Sorry. <laughs> I, gu- I guess. Uh, <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, Autobiography is a weird thing to, like, rate, I think, probably. Sure. Yeah, it, it, it's also it's difficult in this book club that we've set up with a bunch of fiction nerds. Well, yeah, maybe not a bunch of fiction nerds, but like some fiction nerds, um, mostly fiction readers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and you know, I'm excited for next month. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of next month, that will be out March first. We are reading. Legionnaire, which is book one of what is the Galaxy's, Galaxy's Edge, Edge is the series uh, written by Jason Anspach and Nick Cole, I guess two writers on this one that should be interesting 
Um, That's uh, how the expanse is. I don't know if you knew that. Really? I, yeah. Let's not. We'll talk about it next month. <laughs> so, I have words yeah. to say. <laughs> that is a hard sci-fi novel, I guess. Yeah. The looks no. Of it. No. No. We'll talk about it next month. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. It's not a hard sci-fi novel. It's, it's, sci-fi. it's military sci-fi. Military sci-fi. Mil-sci. To get you into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, look for that next month, and we'll see you then. This episode was edited by me, Alex McCoslin. Other voices include Abe Wolfgang and Caleb Juno. I know this episode went out very late, and I apologize for the inconsistency. I originally planned to upload this episode February 1st. Of course, you know that didn't happen. I actually finished editing this episode well before that date, but forgot to upload it. Then I went through a move across the country that screwed things up for a little while. Then on March 1st, I was at PAX East, so I forgot to upload then as well. All said and done is just a bunch of excuses, but the episode's here now, and the new episode's going to be out tomorrow, and we'll finally be back on schedule. So keep an eye out for that. As always, you can find more content at wearethehorizon.com. Thanks for joining us. Talk to you all in May.